Hello, and welcome to the Alchemy of Art podcast with your host, Addie Hirschton. Join us as we share folk tales and true stories about artists and the creative process. Our quote of the day was said by Oscar Wilde. He said, A mask tells us more than a face. Hello everyone, my name is Addie Hirschton. I am a painter, an art instructor, author, and public speaker. The purpose of this podcast is to share stories about art and the creative process to inspire you and help you move forward. On the show, I interview artists from a wide variety of mediums so that we can learn from each other's processes and philosophy. Today's podcast features um, a rant, uh, a chat with just me. And I'm talking about the importance of names, what we name um, ourselves as artists, what we name our paintings and pieces, so on and so forth. So the following spiel, I actually recorded a few weeks ago, and now I need to add in uh announcements, a big announcement for me personally, I made the very, very, very tough choice to leave the Indianapolis Art Center. I quit my job there the other day and will be starting my own studio gallery and teaching space where this coming fall I will be doing a wide variety of classes. Um, And I'm hoping that our grand opening will be here in Indianapolis on August 18th, 2018. So um, if you are in the area, I do hope that you will join us. Um, Of course, um, if you have any questions about it, I'd love, love, love to hear from you. I'd love to hear from artists who might be interested in either teaching or sharing their work in this space. I'd love to hear ideas for what folks would like to see me teach there. And um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm at that bittersweet moment where I'm sad to be leaving one phase of life and happy to do the other, but it's, it's always tough when we have transitions. And that's part of what this episode and spiel is about. Um, what do we call ourselves and... I talk in this about, you know, what do we call a painting? What do we call um, a particular piece? What do we call ourselves as artists? What type of label do we put on ourselves? And it strikes me now that, you know, one of the many labels that we put on is the labels that go with our jobs. (laughs) You know, it's just, um, it becomes such a part of our identity sometimes. And especially when we have a job that we've put a lot of heart and soul and effort into and um, and is in a place where we love everybody who's there, as has been the case for my job at the Arts Center. So it's, it's, it's like t- 
tough to grow sometimes when it's clear that you need to um, and change, to change my own label, to change my own identity and and everything that goes along with that. Um, I also know in my heart of hearts that I shouldn't be too wrapped up in my identity. It's just like the career side of it. It's like I just, I've got to serve and do what I know in my heart is going to be the most beneficial work physically possible for me. And um, sometimes that means change and sometimes that means growth and sometimes that means changing your name. (laughs) Um, You know, a funny little story that I want to add here as well is back when I was in camp. I was in a summer camp. It was called Nature Camp. It was in the mountains somewhere, uh, Tennessee or North Carolina when I was um, I was a real little kid. So this would have been sometime in the 80s. I was there for a week and I had a cabin counselor. She was the head counselor for our cabin. She slept with us um, each night there in the cabin and herded us through everything and she was a teenager, you know, maybe 16, 17, beautiful young lady, and her name was Gretchen. And we went throughout the week having Gretchen as our counselor, calling her Gretchen, and then I found out the very last day that actually Gretchen was not her name. <laughs> she had just made up a new name for herself, you know, like maybe her real name was Jennifer or something boring for that generation like that. Um, sorry, people named Jennifer, it's no offense. It's just, there's a lot of you out there, you know, I bet that she had a name like that and she just kind of wanted something new and different. So when she was at the camp, she renamed herself. And I think it can be really empowering to do so, it can be empowering to push ourselves and to change. And um, at any rate, alrighty, we'll we'll be on with the announce. We'll be done with my little announcement and my edition of the story of Gretchen, the camp counselor. Um, here is my thoughts on a rose by any other name. When Shakespeare wrote Romeo and Juliet, he included this line, that which we call a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. And when he said that, he's saying a rose, you know, it could be called uh, a thistle, and it would still smell as sweet as it does. Um, but, you know, if you're an Anne of Green Gables fan like I am, uh, read a lot of Anne of Green Gables, uh, books when I was a kid, uh, in Ellen Montgomery's book, she said, her, her character Anne said, I read in a book once that a rose by any other name would smell as sweet, but I've never been able to believe it. I don't believe a rose would be as nice if it was called a thistle or a skunk cabbage. So, you know, I ask you, my dear listener, you know, how important is a name? Uh, How does it shape our understanding um, of 
the person, place, or thing we're talking about? Do these proper nouns we dub things matter? Or is it just potatoes and potatoes? You know, uh, there's an old song, um, you say potatoes and I say potatoes, let's call the whole thing off. <laughs> and what that song is saying is it doesn't matter if we have slightly different names for something. It's the same thing. A potato is a potato. A potato is a potato. Doesn't matter. Um, and, and the reason I bring this up is I've been thinking about this a lot lately. For one thing, when I tell people, you know, what kind of painting I do, for a number of years now I have said, I am a contemporary impressionist painter. And even on my email at the signature at the bottom, I say, Addie Hirschman, contemporary impressionist painter. And at the top of the show, I would always say, I'm a contemporary impressionist painter. And then recently I decided, you know, I love doing the impressionist stuff. But my favorite pieces that I've been doing lately are not Impressionist at all. They're much more symbolic. They're more, um, they're um, intuitive paintings that are, they're created with the purpose of, you know, both being therapy for me and, um, to express how I feel about myself, my body, our world, layering lots of symbols. It's, it's just not exactly impressionist. Um, and so I thought, well, what label am I going to change it to? And maybe, um, this is what I ended up putting in my email signature, I should change it to a visionary painter because I'm envisioning um, these images sometimes through the dreams that I have, as we've talked about in past episodes, and then making those dreams concrete in the painting format. So I changed it to uh, Addie Hirschen is a visionary painter. Um, but then I, I'm still not sure that I feel comfortable with that label because when I look up visionary painting online and you look at all the other people who give themselves that label, a lot of the work is very, very precise. It's very... Um, it's 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 almost sur- surreal in, in that it's you know you'll have a human body and it's lots and lots of detail. There's just a certain style that um, you could label as visionary uh, painting, and a lot of it has um, kind of a like like think think of the the paintings that, where there's a body and then the chakra system. Uh, from Hinduism, the energy system, that's depicted on top of the body. It's, it's stuff like that. And that's not exactly what I'm doing. So I'm thinking, well, maybe that's not the best label, but I don't know another label. And I, I do know that when I've just called myself a painter, you know, if I'm just at a party and somebody says, hey, Addy, what do you do? And I say, oh, I'm a painter. Then every time I've done that, they've thought that I just paint interior walls of houses. <laughs> you know, they don't know that I, you know, artiste sort of a painter and so um and not that I don't do that on occasion as well I've repainted every wall in my house but uh you know it stands to reason I need a descriptor and I'm not quite sure what the best fit is especially when you know if if you are an artist who's been working at your craft for a long period of time it's always changing it's always morphing and it should be if you're growing right so I don't want to get stuck on a label. 
I want to be able to change it, um, but I'm not quite sure what to call myself right now. Okay, so that's part of why I've been thinking about it so much. Um, other things that have come up in my life are um, when I label a painting and I give that painting a name. You know, I have a, a painting right in front of me that's about the eclipse that happened here last year. There's there's a wide variety of names I could have given that piece that would have <clears throat> accurately described what was happening in the picture. Um, you know, the piece is about me feeling very small in relation to the grand cosmos that is around us. Um, and how when I witnessed the solar eclipse of uh, 2017, um, it I, I'm looking at the moon and how it's it's covering up the sun. I'm imagining us rotating around the sun and all the other planets rotating, and I just felt so small. So, you know, I could have labeled it something like, you know, little person in a, in a very big universe or something. I mean, there's so many names I could have come up with that would have conveyed what this piece is about to me, and I ended up just calling it the solar eclipse. So, um, you know, and the, the artist Kandinsky, Vasily Kandinsky, he's one of the first people who labeled his paintings uh, not by the subject matter, but he'd just say, this is um, composition number one, composition number two, you know, untitled one, untitled two, blah, blah, blah. Um, because he was trying to get away from um, having the story that's behind the painting be what the painting is about. It was more about his own self-expression and getting things out. And what the viewer thought of it, the, the viewer's going to make up their own story about it. He was not trying to clearly communicate um, a message. So the title didn't matter to him. did not matter at all. So... Um, and then, then there's people's names. People's names, um, I think is really fascinating. You know, if you, um, you can have a pseudonym as an artist, you know, maybe, um, so my name is Addie Hirschen, yes. Um, when I sign my paintings, I sign them Azir, A-Z-H-I-R, and it's a, it's a squashed little version of my name. And Azir is a dragon that's found in Zoroastrian mythology. So, you know, I could start calling myself Azir. I think I'd, I'd feel a little silly. <laughs> I'd feel a little silly if I did, honestly. Um, but, you know, I mean, a lot of the folks out there who have changed their name to something very strong like that and just started introducing themselves that way have, um, have really, uh, gone forward in a way that I just wonder if they wouldn't have if they hadn't shortened it. So, for example, um, the very famous photographer, Man Ray, his name was Emmanuel Rendinsky. Um, Coco Chanel was Gabrielle Bonner Chanel. Coco Chanel's got such a ring to it, right? Um, Oscar Wilde was Oscar Fingal of Clarity Wills Wilde. That's a mouthful. And if you thought that was a mouthful, listen, this is Picasso's name. And this is, like, this was his legit name. 
Um, Picasso's name was Pablo Diego Jose Francesco de Paula Juan Nepomenseno Maria de los Remedos Cipriano de la Santisma Trinidad Nunez y Picasso. Yeah, I'm serious. All that was his name. <laughs> and he squished it down to Picasso. And Picasso rolls off the tongue. It's nice and short and sweet. Um, and then, of course, we have, um, for reasons of gender, people have, artists have changed their name to hide their gender identity in the past. So, um, George Sand was, um, actually a woman whose name was Amantine Lucia Dupin, and, um, you know, J.K. Rowling was, is Joanne Rowling, um, Rowling, Rowling, <laughs> Taylor Potatoes, um, the Bronte sisters, the Bronte sisters, excuse me, um, you know, Emily Bronte, Charlotte Bronte, they, um, changed their name to Ellis Acton and Courier Bell, um, and it's kind of funny, those are interesting ones, because they're not common names. Uh, at least I don't think they were common, even at that time. Ellis, Acton, and Courier. And yet, they sounded masculine enough that they worked for, okay, we're, we're hiding our gender identity here. Um, and then there's the story of Stephen King. So... In the late 70s and early 80s, uh, Stephen King is a thriller uh, writer. Um, he published several no novels under the pseudonym Richard Bachman. Okay. And King's idea behind this was he wanted to test whether he could replicate his success again um, and to uh, you know, Suppress his fear that his popularity at that point was more attached to his name than it was the quality of his work. So he had become so popular that he was worrying, like, ah, you know, I'll produce something and it's a bestseller, but is it really, is, do people really like it? I don't even know. And so he did several books um, under the name Richard Bachman. And then finally, that uh, pseudonym was exposed. Um, and in fact, once everybody found out, oh, this book, Richard Bachman's book, it's actually Stephen King, they did rise more in popularity. So how important is it for Stephen King to be Stephen King or to be Richard Bachman? Um, you know, so certainly once a momentum has started with an artist and their name and how we identify them and we recognize their name. I mean, Stephen King at that point was a household name. You, of course, there's a power to that. There's power in a name. Um, and, you know, so, yeah, I mean, question for you guys, like, should I change my name to Azir when I'm at a party? Should I introduce myself as Azir? Because that's what I sign my, sign my name to. I don't know. I'm already goofy enough. I feel like if I did that, I would, I would just be a goofball. Um, but maybe that's, that means that I wouldn't ever have, I wouldn't have the power of that name. Um, so, uh, one of, uh, 
my favorite people in my life, his name is Timothy James. Okay. And we were, we encountered a, a coworker of mine whose name is TJ. And, and then Timothy James said to me, Oh my God, I'm so jealous of this, this TJ person. I always wanted to go by TJ. And I was like, well, but you always introduced yourself to everybody as Tim. Like, I mean, if you, if you want to, you could start introducing yourself as TJ and then eventually people will start calling you that. Um, it might be a little hard at first, but you can do it. And he's like, ah, oh, no, I think it's too late. It's too late in my life. I can't possibly be this TJ person that I've always secretly wanted to be. And then I'm looking at him going, I really think it actually suits your personality pretty well. Just do it. Just own it. Just, um, you know, make it Facebook official <laughs> and just make that change if that's what you want. Um, and he still hasn't done that. So uh, he's got to do what he wants to do. Uh, God love him. But, um, so anyway, um, going back to Romeo and Juliet, you know, to be clear, when Juliet is saying, um, a rose by any other name would smell as sweet, she's really referring to the family names of Montague and Capulet, these warring tribes of people. And she's, questioning what why the long-standing feud between the families should continue, um, particularly because she wants to hook up with Romeo, who's in the opposite tribe of her, right? So um, sometimes our names can be not just about the semantics of words, um, and maybe how powerful a word might sound, or or what connotations, you know, rose smells, we think sweet smell, we think delicate. If it was a skunk cabbage or a thistle, that sounds harsher in, in its tone, and that might reflect our feelings on it. Um, but I also want to make the point that sometimes when we label things, and we, we can put ourselves into factions, we can divide ourselves up. So for example, if I say, I am a plain air painter. Um, what does that mean? It means that I go outside the paint. I don't work from photographs. Um, and I'm looking at nature for my inspiration, uh, for the most part. Um, and if I say that to people who I meet, sometimes labeling myself as in one group, you know, I'm in the planner group. I'm in the intuitive painting group. I'm in this group and in that group. It can be a signal to declare what tribe you're in and what your philosophy is. And it can um, sometimes, uh, in worst case scenarios, push people away because they think, oh, well, I'm not of that tribe. We're different, so we're not going to connect, even though you might. So... <clears throat> um Perhaps I'm overthinking it here, particularly with just, you know, what style am I going to sh share with people when I'm talking um, to them? But I, I do want to, yeah, I just want to make the point that sometimes labels can be derisive. I mean, they can they can push us apart and they can just, just separate us when I firmly believe, and I know I'm a cheese ball for believing this, but I think we're more alike than we are different overall. And when I say that, I mean, not 
not just like, humans in general, like I think all humans are pretty much, we're, we're so similar that the differences are minute. They are very small. Um, and, and you always talk about the gender, you know, we're talking about gender and, and names. Like, I don't think men and women are really that different. <laughs> and I don't, I, I like our cultural differences are, are nice to celebrate, but I think for all the people of the world, they're pretty damn similar in their hunger, their, their needs, their, um, their view of the world can be slightly different, but we're more alike than our differences. And when we, um, talk about the art world, you know, um, my friend Kara is a ceramic artist, a great friend of mine, uh, Kara Montregemba. I, I, I interviewed her on one of the earlier podcasts. Um, I love talking to Kara about art, even though we're totally different mediums, but there's, there's so much overlap that, you know, we can talk shop and we can express ourselves and, and talk about why we're doing this thing. And, um, and it unites us. So, um, and, and I would say too that, I mean, one of the main reasons that I've created this podcast was to help, uh, share the stories of all these different types of artists with different philosophies, um, you know, some of which I've agreed with everything they've said, some of which it's like, oh, I agree with 90%, not 10%, no, but it, it doesn't matter. I still want for everybody's story to be shared. Um, and that's because I think if we can, if we can hear each other's stories and we can see those overlaps and parallels, then we can really be united. <sighs> okay, so stepping down off of my, my soapbox, so to speak, I ask you this question. I challenge you. I challenge thee with this question. You know, with your artwork, how important is the name that you call yourself? You know, what the style you identify yourself with. Um, how important is it the label that you give to each of your paintings? Um, ask yourself this question and you know, write it down, make it concrete. Even though I'm not totally comfortable yet with the, this visionary painter label, I did put it on the email in the signature because it's like, I gotta have something. It feels important. Even if it's not quite right, I gotta, I gotta make a statement. So, anyway. Alrighty. Well, I love you all dearly. Gotten some nice messages from you lately and I Greatly appreciate that you appreciate the podcast. So this concludes our Alchemy of Art podcast for today. Thank you, thank you for listening. May these stories about art and the creative process inspire you. May you find your voice. You have been listening to the Alchemy of Art podcast. To find out more about Addie Hirshton and her work, go to azirfineart.com. That's A-Z-H-I-R-F-I-N-E-A-R-T dot com.